<laughs> yo, yo, what's going on, great people? It's Troy, the other half of Trail and Troy Unleashed. Trail, what's up, brother? What's happening? What's happening? Hey, so we back at it once again in um, Trail and Troy Unleashed podcast. I don't even know what episode this is, but what I'm going to say is that we back, baby. We back. Hey, what's funny is we back, but we never even came out. Can you dig it? What's up with that? Let's talk about it, man. Like, I think we had a some good momentum. Mm-hmm. Um, and then kind of fell off a little bit, started just enjoying life. And then uh, what's brought you back? Man, first of all, that enjoying life part. We was enjoying life a little too much, boy. <laughs> I'm talking about it was Liddy, all that Dobell we was drinking, all that tequila. It became uh, pretty frequent as we was getting through the summer months. So it was Liddy. Yeah, yeah. For me, it was just uh, a celebration of turning a, a leaf on the internal journey, man. Mm-hmm. So when I turned that leaf, I celebrated that thing for a long time. Mm-hmm. Now it's back to getting on the grind. Back to the business. Back to the business. What brought me back, though, is I just, I really felt like it was time to refocus. I know we got something special here, and um, I think the conversations we're having are very needed, but when you're not focused, it's hard to keep the momentum going with something like a podcast. That's a fact, Jack. What's the most important thing you think we should be talking about today? Mm, today, we're just going to keep it light today. I think... You know, as we first come back into um, the fold, I think what we need to tell people about is what's what's the journey towards um, getting out of a rut, right? Mm-hmm. So I think you know maybe we got into a fun rut, which is might might be one of the reasons that we left and came back. But you know, what what are the things that we're trying to change within ourselves in the next few weeks or so in order to make a change uh, for the long term, develop some new habits. Yeah, so for me, you know, navigating myself is is the journey that I'm on. Mm-hmm. It's an everlasting journey, and um, enjoying that time was a part of my journey because I didn't know how to stop and smell the roses and have a good time, mm-hmm. or enjoy camaraderie, or enjoy family, mm-hmm. enjoy a village, to enjoy love and care and happiness and all that. So I was willing to soak all that all that in. So for me personally, it wasn't a rut mm-hmm. per se um, it was a focus on something else yeah and now coming back to a, a more purposeful um, focus yeah yeah so I use the word rut loosely right um, I think for me it was more about feeling like I could finally take some time to breathe mm-hmm. right and, but you know so for me learning how to breathe can turn into uh, what I would deem as laziness but realistically for the average person it's not lazy at all. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you and I share that that commonality, being wound a little tight. Yeah, right. wound up. So when you wound up tight and you loosen up that spring a little bit, sometimes it can make you feel uncomfortable. But, um, you know, I think it's about calibrating that spring. Yeah. Making sure it's, it's not too tight, not too loose. So I think we're just trying to tighten it just a little to get it back how it's supposed to go. But uh, one thing that's on my mind is this soft life shit, man. Uh, see, I, that's a great transition because... I was just thinking about that. Sometimes, you know, when we get into these ruts, you, know, you hear this word soft life, right? And you start thinking, what exactly is that? So I, sometimes I'm thinking a soft life might be just not doing shit. Yeah. Right? Just having the space to do nothing. Yeah. Um, but I think it's been misconstrued. So let's let's talk about it. This soft life stuff is taking over the internet. It's taking over our community in, in a lot of ways. But I, I'm, I'm not sure I agree with some of it. I don't agree with none of that shit. Yeah. <laughs> None of it. None of it. Because I'm not t- I'm not hearing enough about how you earn a soft life. Mm. All I'm hearing about is the ask or 
the wanting of <laughs> receiving uh-huh. a bunch of stuff, a bunch of shit from your partner uh-huh. in exchange for not a damn thing. Mm. So, so let's think about it. first. Let's let's define let, let's define soft life in your head. What do you think people is, when a when a woman says I want to live a soft life? How mm. you define that? Well, that's the problem. See, I have to go by the what I'm seeing uh-huh. and what I'm hearing. Yeah, yeah. And what I'm seeing and hearing is. Wanting to receive a bunch of shit <laughs> from your partner uh-huh. in exchange for not a damn thing, which is to me the most childish request mm. on God's green earth in a partnership or a relationship or a marriage, right? I agree. But there are plenty of women, mm-hmm. I believe, to be living a soft life yeah. in exchange for a lot. Yeah. So they're doing something to get the soft life. But they're life. not talking. Mm, they not saying nothing. This because they already have it. Mm. It's only these ladies out here that's being living in this alternate universe mm-hmm. called the internet and social <laughs> media, right? Mm-hmm. That want it really bad. That have no idea what women who are receiving it are doing it in uh, exchange for to get it. I you got know you. What I'm saying? I totally got um, you. So for me, I think I need a definition. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was. Um, so I went and looked it up. Right. You know, I'm just kind of anal like that. Yeah. So. Apparently, what where it came from was like the Nigerian culture, and then it became popular on TikTok recently, uh, probably in the last two years or so. And apparently, it was it was women saying they wanted to live this life uh, that was not so much about the hustle and bustle, but it was more about leisure and more about um, not having to have a life full of stress and, and for it to be effortless. So, with even with that being said, I agree with you. I agree that you. That's almost freaking impossible as an adult, right? To sit around and say, I want a life that's stress-free, that's effortless. Because we all know you got to do something to get that. Yeah. Right? You don't just wake up in the morning and be like, I'm I'm starting my soft girl or soft life era and it shit just happens. Yeah. You know what I mean? So to me, I think you're right. You got to do something to get it. So talk to me more about that. So as I look into it, I think it's a combination of things. Mm -hmm. Number one. Everybody want a damn soft life. Mm. Thank you. Who, who don't want a damn I soft a, life? I want a soft life too. I want a soft Shit. life too. For, so I believe that asking a partner for a soft life mm-hmm. is extremely selfish. Selfish? Then mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's, a, it's selfish as hell. Yeah. Because it's got to be about what can we do collectively mm-hmm. in the most important partnership that you can ever have with somebody yeah. so that we can both achieve a soft life for us and our children. Absolutely. And our children's children. Absolutely. That should be the goal, right? It should be. Um, so I have an issue with just it being asked. Yeah. Uh, right? Like, I've got a four-year-old daughter. Mm-hmm. I walk in the house. First thing that she asks is, where are we going today, daddy? Yep. What are we doing? What are we doing today, daddy? Mm-hmm. Uh, can you get me this? Yeah. Can I have some candy? Yeah. Can I have a toy? Uh. Can we go to Target? Uh. Can I have some shit uh. in exchange for nothing? Uh. So... <laughs> It puts it immediately puts a partner in the space of a child for me the way it's being asked. Absolutely, you know Absolutely. what I'm saying. It's almost like they, uh, when, when a partner asks you that, when someone that you are romantically romantically involved with, or you're married to, or you're in a relationship with, when they ask you, it's almost like they're saying, "I just want to show up." Yeah. And I don't think that's how a partnership works. It's not. It's it's an extreme sense of entitlement. Mm-hmm. But it's also, if we dig a little bit deeper, it's also a representation of how much gender roles have changed in marriages mm-hmm. from the old days or histor- historically in our yep. community compared to now. Mm-hmm. So what I'm seeing right now is a, is a, you've got progressive women yep. who want 
men to remain traditional. Mm. Talk about it. You know what I mean? Talk so about it. I've got personal experience, so, you know, just from witnessing it or seeing the conversation occur, whatever, however it came about, mm-hmm. uh, you know, women wanting to go entrepreneurship, Yep. you know, want to build a business, want to build brands, mm-hmm. want to go back and chase dreams and all the things that uh, they didn't feel comfortable doing before the movement. Yep. But want the man to then be remain traditional. Yeah. Well, that shit don't work at all. <laughs> That's an all. impossible request. Yeah. So, because guess what? In the traditional form of things, mm-hmm. I'm receiving less. So traditionally, I'm bringing in the money. Yeah. I'm bringing in the soft life thing, yep. but maybe not at the level being requested of me, but it's still a certain degree of soft life. Yep. But it's an exchange for, for something. cooking, mm-hmm. cleaning, sex, attention, yep. uh, emotional massages, yep. building me up when I'm sad, yep. and when, when everything's broken. So if you're going to be a progressive woman, that's just... Less and less of each thing. That's it. That's Which it. means you got to build that void and step up. Yeah. So I think our generation is in a place of we're like the only breed of man to ever exist who work and change diapers and cook and clean <laughs> and listen <laughs> and try to and vacuum deal, and shit. De- deal with our emotions uh-huh. and shit like that, right? And then in exchange for nothing, like nothing. So it's like the showing up piece is like what what is in it for me? Right, yeah. so to to come to you and present you with this soft life where you have le- low stress, you have low effort to put into anything, mm-hmm. is it an exchange for you just looking beautiful? Because that ain't gonna work. Because right. half the time, if you're looking beautiful, that don't mean just because you're looking beautiful don't mean you're having sex with me. Yeah. Right. So now, if if I'm not having sex, mm-hmm. <laughs> then what is this really an exchange for? Yeah. I, I I'm really having a tough time trying to figure this out. Like. This soft life thing within a within the, the the nature of a relationship. Yeah, so I think a lot of single women are really pushing that. Yeah, but I believe in my heart that a lot of these single women mm-hmm. are earning their own shit. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So they want to step into a relationship mm-hmm. with a man that has their own shit mm-hmm. and enough of it. Yeah, to warrant a soft life, and they don't necessarily know how to convey it, how to articulate that. But if any woman that's in a relationship, yeah. Talking that shit can kiss my ass. Hey, I feel you. I feel you. it's one of them things where it's like I just don't think it's congruent to the reality of what what a relationship should be or is all about. I mean, we've been in relationships for a long time, so I've never seen a relationship where you just get to show up and do nothing and just be at peace all the time. Now, I do believe in soft moments, mm-hmm. right? I believe everybody deserves soft moments or soft seasons, even. But a soft life, it just don't work that way. I believe that. A soft life could absolutely be earned. Mm-hmm. It could be earned yeah. collectively. Okay, tell me more. I don't think it could be just asked for. Mm. You don't just get to wake up and be like, well, my single friends mm-hmm. told me on IG, my mm-hmm. friends, right? I don't, even, I, I don't know them. Mm-hmm. I don't know them for real. Mm-hmm. But we talk every morning. Yeah, y'all in the comment section you together. We be talking. And you don't get to wake up and just ask me for that shit out the blue because if anybody wish you had more money and more prog- progress, it's me. Yeah, exactly. And so you wake exactly. up and looking at me, talking about a that gum soft life. Once again, you can kiss my ass. You can kiss my, hey, look. But here's even another thing: money. While money buys you options, right? It don't necessarily buy you a soft life, right? Mm-hmm. You can have a ton of money and still have life stressors. Yeah. Right. If you got kids, if you you know you have family situations, um, something always got to be done. Even if you are rich, even if you have a bunch of money. So when, if somebody showed up to my my. Uh, my plate or my desk saying they want to be in a relationship with me 
but I desire to live a soft life if I'm going to be with you, I'm automatically exiting you out of the game. Yeah. I mean, I'm automatically going to lose respect for you as an adult. That's the first thing I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. But really, the conversation is going to then turn toward, okay, what you willing to do for it? Yeah. So what? let's talk about that. Like, what what do ladies live in soft life that you know of, right, personally? <laughs> what do they do in exchange for that soft life? Because the experiences that I've seen firsthand, mm-hmm. that exchange is ugly. Yeah. T- tell me more about what you think it is they provide. If they, if they live in, if a woman's living a soft life currently, what do you think it is that they're providing for? I think they the sac- they sacrifice mm-hmm. many things. Okay. They sacrifice um, respect in the in the relationship. Mm-hmm. They re- they sacrifice oftentimes um, loyalty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, they oftentimes sacrifice freedom. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of these ladies with fly shit don't have money. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, we live we live in a, in a unique town, Charlotte, right? Yeah. It's in the southeast, but there's a lot of money in Charlotte, right? Yeah. And if you go on the right side of town, what these ladies do is they go and they take all their purses and bags and they pawn them to get their money because they don't have money. Exactly. So that's how they go kick it with their homies during the day. Yeah. So they really don't have no freedom. Mm-hmm. And they know that they know that there's some side ladies on the table. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And you better be ready when they get home. Shit better be done. Yep. You better be ready to get down with it. Yeah. How I like for you to get down with it. Yep. Without no question. So there's a there's there's a natural sacrifice of respect because I believe even women receiving a soft life aren't respected as women. Uh, I'm with you. I'm with, and see that's that's the part of it that don't get talked about, right? Is it does come with something, right? So I think I think what it's envisioned as is I just show up, I look cute, I look beautiful. And you take care of everything, and I'm living this soft life. Well, or I get to go build my business, or I get to go and pursue my goals. And I, mm-hmm. No, no, no. If I'm going to provide you a soft life, you need to be available for me, yep. right? Hence, a sacrifice. Yep. Hence, you're not going to have the life you think you're going to have because I need you to cater to me mm-hmm. if I'm going to support your whole lifestyle. Yeah. That's the whole point of the partnership piece, right? So that you, both parties feel like they're contributing to something, yep. right? Otherwise, it becomes, I think, uh, one person will become resentful at some point in the relationship. There's no question. And, you know, the first thing that I'm going to do if I'm in a soft life marriage mm-hmm. is not give a damn about your feelings at all. Nah. Nah. That's the first thing that's going to go. Yeah. First thing. You know what I'm saying? And the second thing that's going to happen is any woman, mm-hmm. any, that's down to do something for me. Yeah. Proactively, uh-huh. will immediately become extraordinarily attractive to me. I'm sure, because I've got a woman that's telling me to my face that they're not willing to do nothing. Exactly. So, you ain't willing to. Hey, so somebody else and is. Then it becomes a well. Let's talk about this again. Yeah. Is this relationship uh, quietly open? There we go. Is it like a non-spoken, open relationship? Because you know nobody wants to not receive shit. So what you're telling me is relationships should be mutually beneficial. Exactly. And I believe that if you want a soft life, it should be open. I, let's talk about it. Because th- that's a part of the story that uh, I think the immediate response is, no, I, I don't want to have anybody else in a relationship. I don't want it open. I don't want it like, uh, I don't want the risk of someone else taking what I have. Well, that means you're going to have to sacrifice something to keep my loyalty. You have to earn that loyalty, right? All I know is whatever you... I live... I have one life to live. Yeah. And I have a bucket of needs. Yep. If you look me in the face mm-hmm. and tell me, 
And I don't have a lot. Yeah. I'm a very, very self-sufficient man. Mm-hmm. So let's call it 10. Uh-huh. Right? If you look me in the face mm-hmm. and you tell me you're only willing to do two, yeah. then hey, with me, you, and my side chick, with y'all's powers combined, I can get 10. <laughs> so you just say my powers combined. This is Captain Planet. It, it can't, that's what it's going to turn into. <laughs> I'm saying that now. <laughs> I'm gonna call them both Captain Planet. I'm gonna get Captain Planet <laughs> tattooed hey, on my chest. I, I think it's I think it's a fair ask. It is. I mean, what are you willing to sacrifice for it? Because at the end of the day, you can't look a man in the face. Mm-hmm. Any self respecting, um, <clears throat> any self respecting masculine man, mm-hmm. and tell them you're not willing to do anything in exchange, they're gonna get that other eight. Oh, yeah, they're going to get it. I'm just going to tell you now I'm going to get it. Yeah. Ladies, if mm-hmm. for some reason I get put on the market and you look me in the face and talk about a soft life, yeah. and I got 10 and you only got two, I'm going to get my eight. Hey, tell you that now. Got to have it. What about you? I mean, the only person I can see that that, that agrees to that agreement is a simp. right? So, uh, someone that, that's a man that has no real respect for himself. So he'll mm-hmm. he'll he'll accept anything. Mm-hmm. Um, just just for the presence of that woman. Yeah, I, I think it's simple than narcissists. Mm-hmm. Yep, there you go. They could they could both be survive. A, yeah, exactly. Because you know their needs are different. Yeah, that's, they could both survive. I believe that narcissism running running rampant in our community is the catalyst for a soft life. Yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. See, now it all comes together. <laughs> right? you know now it all starts to come it's together. A, it's such a narcissistic ass thing to yeah. ask for. Yeah, like who who does. Wakes up and I think you can tell we both pissed off about this soft life shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's like who just wakes up and says I don't want to do nothing. I just want to live this life of leisure and mm-hmm. and low effort. Well, it makes sense. You know, one of the foundational things for a narcissist is extreme emotional immaturity. Mm. Yeah, well, that's go. like go look it up. Yeah, you know I'm well versed in that space. Yeah, so it's just an extraordinarily mm-hmm. immature point of view. Where someone's willing to look at you mm-hmm. and like a child, yeah, expect things of you for nothing. For nothing. For nothing. That's an adult return. child. So basically, I don't fool with adult children. <laughs> I mean, that's really what it comes down to. <laughs> I don't want to fool with them at all. If you want to be an adult child, then no problem. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? No problem. Just make sure you cool with my other eight. Yeah. Then there I'm gonna go. go ahead and get and it's gonna be open. And I'm not gonna hide it. It's gonna be open. I'm gonna get Captain Planet on my on my man cave <laughs> wall. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm I'm telling you, man. Like, yes, yeah, so I think this whole idea of um, li- like cause you made a, a point earlier. Like, anybody would like to live a soft life. You think men don't wake up in the morning and say, "I would love to have a life that's stress free, uh, that's a life of leisure, and nothing is expected of me." Do you think we ever get permission to do that? No, that'll never happen. Never. You wouldn't be you wouldn't be considered a man. Mm-hmm. Because that's a childish ass thing to ask for. Exactly. So, <laughs> so it, it, when you put it that way, right, it makes yeah. it seem like adult children are running rampant right now. It is. They're the most vocal. I think that uh, 2020 and all that stuff that went on, mm-hmm. it really silenced a lot of the mature folks mm-hmm. in the alternate universe. Yeah, yeah. I think it. I think it brought all the mature people to the normal universe mm-hmm. timeline, so yeah. to speak, and then left that alternate universe to the children. They just started thinking the world just rises. Unless it's about business, you know what I'm saying? It's it's amazing, man. It's it's actually frustrating to to listen to it because I'm like, people can't really be thinking like this. Yeah, but they what they do. Yeah, and then you know you've got women in um, 
I'm not, you know me, I don't like paint with broad strokes, but yeah. I've only heard women talk about soft life. That's mm -hmm. just me, okay? Mm -hmm. But you got women who mostly talk about soft life with their single friends. That That's a fact. You know what I'm saying? That's a fact. They won't talk to the mature friend mm -hmm. who's like a really good partner. Yep. In a solid relationship, yeah, they don't talk to them about that soft life shit. No, nah, cause they ain't gonna they ain't gonna <laughs> confirm that. They call them it. they call them little stupid ass homies. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that, that's who they talk they to. They call the little stupid ass homies to talk to them all damn day. Yeah, <laughs> and send all IG posts back and forth hey. of regular humans getting getting caught in a snapshot in time <laughs> in this alternate universe. You dig, dude? They love the alternate universe. I think that's. That's a fundamental problem right now, though, is that because the internet has created such an alternative uh, space for people that the reality on Earth, <laughs> on real Earth, well, I guess it is all Earth, but the reality in the real world is getting tainted. Yeah. And I think what it's doing is it's setting unrealistic expectations for people who are actually wanting to be in partnership yeah. with, with someone. It's unrealistic. Yeah. I think that it's also bringing out maybe how unnatural. Mm-hmm. Conventional marriages are. Hey, that's that's a fact too. You know what I mean? It could be that it's just a very unnatural ass thing, like some people believe it to be. Mm -hmm. You know, like people in open yeah. relationships and you know living the alternative lifestyle, the swinger space, and all that. Yeah, they think that that conventional shit is not natural. Yeah, and I believe that soft life women mm -hmm. should also accept that. And join the space as well. Just join, just join the team. Just join the space. Yeah, I won't think that you're a child. Then, you know, if you if that's just because it's an exchange. Yeah, there's an, there's a proper exchange at that point. Exactly, exchange of value. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. It's an exchange at that point. Like, hey, you can't expect like loyalty and shit now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> if you just yeah. want to wake up, and do nothing. Yeah, exactly. Loyalty the first thing to go. There you go. I mean, because I think the, the, you always hear there's a price of there's a price to loyalty, right? Yeah. And I, I don't know if. I used the word earlier, entitlement. Like, this idea that you're entitled to someone's loyalty um, just for showing up, to me, is is a, uh, not, I don't want to use the word unrealistic, it's a, it's a short-sighted, like, um, viewpoint or perspective. Yeah. Like, you don't, like, I think all of us have to realize that any type of relationship, right, comes with something, whether it's a friendship, mm -hmm. family relationship, yep. um, work relationship. There's an exchange of something, yep. right? And any relationship you see that's only one-sided, yep. they don't last. It's just a child. That's it. That's what children, that's the only relationship right there. And even in the children relationships, usually the parent is getting some sort of like feeling of love right, right from that kid. There's an emotional deposit taking place. Exactly. They're getting it, something. It's unconditional, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying, for the child's point of view. Uh, there's still it's actually less than a child then. <laughs> it's actually much less because you know Goldie gives me hugs and kisses in every day. Yeah. She go in there, she gets some water. She asks me if I want some water. Mm -hmm. She asks me how everything going. Mm -hmm. Love is unconditional. But as soon as I walk in the house, it's just what she wants. Want, 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 want. Mm -hmm. But that's okay. Yeah. That is okay. But I'm telling you now, any woman that's in a relationship, mm -hmm. if you wake up and you talk to your partner about a soft life, you have immediately reduced yourself in a huge way mm -hmm. in terms of respect, whether they tell you or not. Absolutely. You heard it here first from Trail Unleash. Hey, you right. lost, I'm talking about, you went from 10 to about 4.5 on the scale instantly. Good mm. luck to you. And I, what I would say too is, if you wake up one morning and ask your partner for a soft life, the first question you need to ask them is, 
What do you need from me in exchange? Exactly. That's the conversation that needs to be had. Matter of fact, soft life should be last in your sentence. It should be a listing of, I'm willing to do this, 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 and this in exchange for and a soft life. And this, and this, and this. Right. Can this, <laughs> can this go down? Yeah. That's a reasonable conversation. It sounds like a negotiation. It is. More than just... It's an assignment of value. That's it. You that's know what I'm saying? Like, so, our space has to be worth something, right? You know what I mean? People don't just get to show up in your space and do nothing and don't contribute at all. Well, it's a natural devaluation. Yeah. That's what it is. It's a natural devaluation. So, that, you know, I'm on record everywhere saying, fuck a soft life. Mm-hmm. Because it. it's just a devaluation. Fuck it. I'm yeah, with That's you. fighting words as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> hey. In my mind. I, I feel like Trail Unleashed is over here. He's unleashed right now. I'm unleashed. He's a little, this, this got him salty. Salty. Put some salt on it. <laughs> <laughs> Put some salt around the rim of my drink. And I ain't even had no drinks. Hey, he he's salty over here right now. Yeah, man. Look, let's let's get into something else. Let's get into like a, a little a little. You know, let's break let's break the ice a little bit. All right. Let me ask you this. I got something for you. There yeah. was a, there was what the the fiftieth uh-huh. celebration of hip hop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So tell me who who made you fall in love with hip hop, man? Tell me the story. Like shape it for me. Who made you decide? You know what? I love hip hop. Mm, you know what? So I go back to so you gotta remember like. I, didn't, I wasn't allowed to buy, like, CDs back in the day, mm-hmm. right? Because they had, like, the explicit little thing on it. Mm-hmm. But I do remember begging my parents to let me buy one CD. And the first CD I ever bought was actually Jay-Z, Hard Knock Life. Okay. And it spoke to my soul. You know what I mean? It, it always been kind of an old soul anyway. Mm-hmm. When I listened to a song like Hard Knock Life, you know, I was going through stuff. But, you know, I yeah. wasn't Hard Knock Life, but it felt like it was speaking to me. Right. Right, and then all the the vibes of uh, Jigga what, mm-hmm. Jigga who, like yeah. I was out there, I was like, I was like, rap, spit your flow, get. I was like, oh shit, yeah. And from that point on, I remember the second album I bought, I think it was uh, No Limit, so it was Master P, like the double yeah, disc, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, this shit rocking, this rocking. <laughs> so I'm in the car, in my little little car, putting in the CD player, and from that point on, I just started buying some Nas was another. I think it was like the third CD I bought mm-hmm. was a Nas was a Nas one, but. It made me just fall in love with the art form. Yeah. Because I've always been a writer. Yeah. Anyway, and I've, I used to write poetry. Mm-hmm. And so when I, when I realized they were just doing this behind beats, mm-hmm. and they were telling stories, I love to listen to a good story. Mm-hmm. And that's what really made me fall in love with it. That's why I get a little annoyed with uh, some, of the, some of the music now, mm-hmm. is because it's, number one, it's short. Right, mm-hmm. so but they don't even tell real stories to me anymore. Mm-hmm. It's almost like let's just make a few things rhyme and put it on a beat. Yeah. So I get a little frustrated, but when I find an artist that tells me a story and they use uh, similes and metaphors and the art form is there, mm-hmm. I I love that. I, I love that. What about you? I think that's dope, man. So for me, I fell in love with hip hop in two phases: Pimp C and Outkast. Mm. So I can remember, I never was able to. I mean, I, I heard Pimp C on a DJ Goldfinger mixtape with riding around with an older cousin, mm-hmm. cousin Donnell. What's happening? He's probably shout about, out to cousin Donnell. He's probably about ten plus years older than me, yeah. right? And I can remember, take it off came on. <laughs> take it off. Take it off, chick. Bent over, let me see it. I'm like, oh my god, oh my god, ah! <laughs> right? Because you know what I'm saying. Puberty's kicking in, yeah. And I'm trying to, boy, I'm trying to get some action. Yeah, you take did? it off. And then internally. You know, I was raised by a, a soldier, mm-hmm. you know, in military family. So I get taught to very hard. Mm-hmm. But it's not like abrasive, like bad, but just very direct. So internally, I talk very hard mm-hmm. and very direct. So Pimp C just said all the shit 
that you wanted to say. That I wanted to say exactly how I wanted to say it in my little mind, yeah. but was scared to say it. Yeah. So he became my inner voice very, very quickly. But then um, I can remember I asked my parents to get me an Outcast CD with a radio one year for Christmas. Yeah. And they unpacked it. All Outcast CDs back in the day had a naked woman on it. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And as soon as I opened it up, my mom was talking about, you didn't tell me it was going to be a naked lady on there. And I was like, it's all good. But then I remember um, AT Aliens. Mm -hmm. I still to this day know every single word to every single song on AT Aliens' sure. album. Because that right there is the most creative, most timeless album I've ever heard in my life. Mm -hmm. So it was a combination of Southern Pride, mm -hmm. I think that came up with Outkast. Yeah. And them just having the similes, metaphors, and storytelling mm -hmm. that all the up north people got credit for. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because yep. at the same time, there was an uprising of the South, right? It was. Yeah. Master P and all that stuff was going down. Yep. But then I just had Pimp C, man, just in my heart, just talking, just talking cold blooded. Just bow, 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 bow. <laughs> like I like to talk, right? <laughs> yep. So that's what made me fall in love with hip hop the um, ability to express myself very directly, like yep. I was already yearning to do. Yep. And then that time is creativity. Yeah, that yeah. artistry. I like it, man. This, yeah. hey, hip hop is uh it's in, it's in our souls, right? It's like one of those things where if you if you just start writing, right? We, you know, you and I used to write a lot. We just mm -hmm. start writing again, but if you just start writing and rhyming, it's almost like it automatically starts pouring stuff out of your soul. Yeah, right. It's like it's like journaling. Yeah, but it's in cadence straight up that's all it is that's all it is it's, it's poetry in motion man yep it's poetry in motion but i think it's dope so let's talk about new hip-hop so i heard you talk about you're annoyed with it mm -hmm. i think that it's just a business like yep. everything else so there's just less focus so you, you guaranteed a good album or two out of folks yep then you get paid and then you kind of just start doing shit that's it i can't say that i wouldn't do the same yeah because some I'm of our you... favorite artists died without money yeah absolutely. you know what i'm saying like pop based on what i'm seeing didn't have a lot of money yeah but he's one of the most prolific rappers of all time, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. But at the same time, I think that it's going to, the pendulum will swing back because the young generation understands production. Yeah, they do. That technology shit, they very sonically inclined. Exactly. They so sonic that you can go and listen to, what, Travis Scott and all these cats, mm -hmm. and you can hear five different tracks in one, mm -hmm. and they just kind of just maybe... Put less effort into the words that was laid on top. Exactly. But hopefully that, that pendulum will swing back. But I'm also seeing an uprising of um, um, female or women rappers. Oh yeah. So that young generation coming up and being creative and kind of doing their thing, whether I listen to that shit or not, I enjoy seeing it. I don't know if I want to listen too much more. This booty holes being brown. Hey man, that's just their shit, man. It, 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 shit. it is. I mean, I ain't gonna lie. I usually listen. I usually listen to Three Six Mafia and Project Pat. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm with you. I mean. I'm with you. I just don't want the visual. You know, you know what I mean? mean? <laughs> we listen to some crazy shit, man. You right. Bro. You know what I'm saying? I, we come, we come, we from Columbia. Yeah. You know what I mean? Look, let's go ahead and listen to some 036 and see if we find some shit cold, more cold blooded than Booty Hole Brown. It ain't gonna take but three seconds. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be a track one. Track yeah. one. Yeah. Track one. Yeah, but that's what's happening. Let's talk about um, man, who are some some polarized polarizing figures out there right now that you actually kind of dig on a low mm. if you if you want to answer something like that that could be a little bit out of the way for... no, I, gotta, I gotta think I gotta think through that right mm -hmm. I think um, I think one of them that does come to mind is Boosie right because oh, yeah, you know Boosie my dog Boosie can be very uh, polarizing he's very good he, he's very soundbite-ish mm -hmm. he can he can make you like look at him one day and be like <laughs> 
is he stupid? Did he just say that? And then mm-hmm. the other day, like, he's actually kind of smart. Mm-hmm. And then there's other times where I feel like I can see his growth. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So that's what makes it, like, interesting to me. Yeah. He's an interesting person to me. Some of the stuff I don't agree with at all that he's yeah. been talking about. And other times, I'm like, okay, I see you growing. I see you getting smart about it. Yeah. So that's one That's one person that comes to mind. So, Boosie, you know I'm a Boosie fan. And I usually... 100% of the time disagree with how he conveys his message but more often than not I, I tend to agree with it mm. you know I don't think it's a thoughtless I don't think he speaks thoughtlessly at all I think that he doesn't give a damn about how he says the shit yeah, yeah. or who he says it to or there's no real real care about yeah. it but yeah. I think there is plenty of thought that goes into it for me I kind of like that little damn Jake Paul dude alright talk, talk to me about him because he, he annoying as hell just <laughs> so you know Jake Paul is annoying but he is a masterful Masterful marketer. Yes, he is that. He bought a eight million dollars house at eighteen years old. He quit high school in Ohio, moved to California, bought an eight million dollar house, and then was doing just you know privileged ass mm-hmm. shit right for social media. That didn't work out. Got in all that trouble, mm-hmm. and he said, "You know what? I'm gonna start boxing." But then he fooled people into believing that he was a boxer. Yeah. But he's actually a marketer that can box. Yeah. But then he started knocking people out. You can't knock out. Woodley twice, yeah. Unless you train every single fucking day, yeah. So he's doing his thing. I'm talking about every day, and then he just lost his last fight, but that was to the champ of the heavyweight champion of the world's brother, mm-hmm. who's been fighting since he was a kid, and it was a split decision. So I just see somebody who's young. He's like 24, 25, something like that. I think mm-hmm. who just uh, is a brilliant marketer. When it's all said and done, he's gonna go down like a smart ass marketing genius. Genius, yeah. Yep. I mean. Marketing is the name of the game these days, man. If you can figure out marketing, you don't necessarily have to be overly talented. <laughs> you just got to figure out marketing. Yeah, but you also got to have a certain degree of belief in yourself. That's true, too. To believe that. You know, I'm a product of that. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You one of the first people to tell me, boy, if you weren't scared to put yourself out there, mm-hmm. maybe X, Y, Z go down. But when I see people who don't have the balls to do it, it goes down, and I'm growing them today. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Cajones. This, hey, <laughs> Cajones unleashed. Unleashed. Hey, this, this is, <laughs> let me tell you something, man. This is, it's been a long time since we had a, a dope conversation like this behind the mic. But we had a lot of dope conversations without the mic. Yeah. Right? So I want people to know that you know our, our friendship is strong, and um, we had a lot of conversations that, that we're going to bring to you. Yeah. We're going to bring it. We bring to the audience. Uh, let you know some of the stuff that we talk about behind closed doors because I think they're important conversations. We just got to be consistent. Yeah. I think that's the key is just continuing to be consistent. So we hope y'all keep rocking with us out there. Um, anything else you want to throw on the table before we close this one out? I think I'm gravy. I think, I think this is a good, a good first take back. What do you think? I, th- I think it feels good. Let's make it happen. Go ahead and close this out. All right. So this has been Troy and Trail Unleashed. Uh, coming back to you with another episode. Um, of the podcast. Thank y'all for being patient with us and just know more stuff coming soon. Appreciate y'all. Cajones! Please!